The word of the Lord from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. And they lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Should lepers be thankful? I mean, what do you say to a leper if you have him over for Thanksgiving dinner? Gotta think it's a little bit awkward, right? Eh, maybe not. On the one hand, it is a day of national thanksgiving, so the holiday is primarily about first article gifts, the, the blessings that God gives for this body and life. That's largely why our Old Testament reading for this holiday is from Deuteronomy, where Moses recalls God's care for the Israelites as they made their way to the promised land. Whether or not they were particularly obedient in the wilderness, God still fed them with manna, he still saw to it that their clothing and shoes did not wear out. It took longer than his perfect plan, but he kept guiding their steps toward the land, flowing with milk and honey, despite their disobedience. After recalling that story, you could easily enough move from there to talking about the blessings that God pours out upon you for this body and life, as Luther reminds us, clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that you have. He richly and daily provides you with all that you need for this body and life. This also includes the fact that he defends you against all danger and guards and protects you from all evil. Not only that, he does this purely out of fatherly, divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in you. And you see this all the time. All sorts of people around you are rolling in material blessings even though they give no thanks to God or even if they give thanks to other gods for what the one true God gives. God keeps giving them all sorts of daily bread anyway. If anything you would probably say that God is generous to a fault. After dinner and that conversation, then you could sit around the table and make a list of a bunch of the temporal blessings that God has poured out upon you. Even do something gimmicky like name one blessing for each letter of the alphabet. 
You could come up with quite a list of what God gives. But then the leper might clear his throat and say, that's all very nice and it's all very true. And it's also very true that I still have leprosy. And that's followed by an awkward gap in the conversation because he's raised an important question. How well off do you have to be to be thankful? How bad off do you have to be before it's okay not to be thankful? Well, being a good host, you move on to the less tangible, more metaphysical things to be thankful for just to change the subject. So, as St. Paul says in our second reading for this evening, you can be thankful that the Lord hears your prayers and supplications and requests. Despite the darkness and chaos of the world right now, there are still things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And the Lord calls these things to mind for you to think about. Not only that, but he also gives an exceedingly precious and underrated gift, namely the gift of contentment. It is a great blessing to be able to say with St. Paul, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. It is also no surprise that just after that, the apostle also says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Well, you can't argue with any of that. It's good stuff. The leper himself might very well say that is good stuff. And then he might pause and then add, and I also still have leprosy. At this point, you're starting to second-guess yourself for inviting a killjoy leper over for Thanksgiving dinner. It seems that no matter what you come up with to be thankful for, the guy can't get past the disease that, true, is slowly killing him in a gruesome, horrible, and evident way. It is good to give thanks for all of God's gifts for this body and life, but it's incomplete because this body and this life have an end. So if that is all you have, then giving thanks for these blessings alone is like enjoying your extra delicious little bag of peanuts on the plane that's currently going down in flames. So it's very good to have this gospel reading about the 10 lepers for Thanksgiving. They need help. Their terminal contagious disease has quarantined them from their villages and their families. It hasn't just made them sick and dying, but Levitical law adds insult to injury and says it's also made them unclean. In fact, says the law, whenever anyone approaches them, that's what they have to shout. Unclean, unclean. These lonely men are commanded to warn whoever comes along to stay away. It's a terrible part of a terrible life, this, this slow, protracted dying. When Jesus comes along, they don't shout unclean, though. Instead, they cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It's kind of astonishing that they would know to do this. 
But somewhere along the way, some anonymous evangelist has been kind enough to tell them that Jesus, the merciful healer, is on his way. Against everything they have ever seen, they believe the good news and they cry out to Jesus for mercy. They are not disappointed. Jesus tells them to go and show themselves to the priests, which is something they would only do if they were healed, if they were cleansed. Like he always does when he gives good gifts, Jesus gives them freely. He doesn't even demand a thank you. When nine are so overjoyed with this first article gift of healing that they don't even bother to say thank you, the Lord doesn't say, well, if that's how you're going to be, you can go ahead and have your leprosy back. No, he's given them health and they get to keep it. That may not seem fair for the one, the Samaritan who does return and give thanks. In fact, if Jesus is so free about giving, you might even think that this guy is crazy and wasting his time for coming back to thank Jesus when he doesn't have to. It's worth coming back, though, not because his thanks earns him any points with the Lord, but because when you're around Jesus, he's always up for giving more. So he does. Rise and go your way, he says. Your faith has made you well. So this leper departs with first and second article gifts. Not only does he go away healed in body, he also departs cleansed in soul. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and suppose that you're not having a leper over for Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. However, the Lord assigns leprosy a special status in Scripture. He makes it a type, a symbol of sin. As leprosy destroys one's body piece by piece, sin is at work to destroy you, body and soul, bit by bit. In this respect, we are all lepers. Thus, you are in need of God's mercy, both for this life and for eternal life. You know all this already because, well, you're the type of person who actually shows up for a Thanksgiving Eve service, which is almost as amazing as showing up for a New Year's Eve service. You know about God's generosity, but it doesn't make it easy. It's actually still hard to be faithful. I've tried to tease this out to make it sound more palatable, but I can't get away from the conclusion that this difficulty with gratitude to God is a serious problem with faith. Faith does those things of Philippians 4. It thinks only on holy things, gives thanks to God for his gifts, and rejoices to be content in all circumstances. All of that, all of that sounds like thankfulness to me. Discontent, on the other hand, sounds like a lack of gratitude. Some ingratitude falls into the spoiled brat category, where sinners are just upset that they don't have what they want. And that's where sins like jealousy and covetousness and greed are hard at work. Sometimes, though, it's a more noble, no, check that, it's a less ignoble thing, 
and ingratitude happens because there's some huge glaring problem in your life, maybe health or employment or a family matter, and the pain of that thing so troubles you that you forget all the gifts that God is giving you. So this leads to the leper question. How well off do you have to be before you're expected to be thankful? How bad off do you have to be before it's okay not to be thankful? All of this, by the way, gets cranked up because of the holiday season. During the holidays, you want everything to be perfect. You want to lack nothing. You want nothing to go wrong. So every little negative is going to be an aggravation. Every big negative is going to be a catastrophe. In other words, during the holidays when you most want to be thankful, it's easy to be less thankful than the rest of the year. If you didn't like hearing any of that, I didn't especially enjoy saying it either. There's a thankfulness deficit because of the leprosy of sin. It would appear that the solution is to be more thankful, but we've already noted that being thankful in the first place, not to mention being more thankful, uh, just doesn't come naturally to you. At least not when we're talking about your old sinful nature. If that's the case, then the solution to your gratitude deficit can't be you. That leaves Jesus. It seems a little unfair to turn to the one you're not thankful enough to and look to him for help with this as well. It's like you're pinning your ingratitude on him, which is more or less what happened when he died for your sins, thanklessness included, on the cross. But let us be clear. When I say turn to Jesus, the plan is not that you look at how giving he is, feel worse about how thankless you are, and then purpose to do better out of shame. That's what hasn't been working so far. The turning to Jesus is to act like those lepers, all ten of them, and to call upon him for mercy. Call upon him for help, for relief from all the symptoms of your leprosy of sin, even when you have nothing to offer, and then make use of the gifts that he delights to give. I mean, because you get hungry, you're always happy to make use of his gifts of daily bread. You don't even feel bad about eating it because you consider it a necessity for life. And amazingly, when you don't bother to say thanks for it, the food doesn't vanish off your plate. Christ gives it to you anyway. Remember this then. Forgiveness is a necessity for life everlasting. It is grace that cleanses, that takes you from unclean to clean. It is forgiveness that delivers you from sin and from sins. It is forgiveness that strengthens your faith, right? And it's strengthened faith that learns to be content. It is strengthened faith that knows to be thankful in all situations. So the leper question. Should lepers be thankful? 
Yes. Should you? Yes. Because every last little good thing is a gift from God. That being the case, it would sound really strange if I were to tell you that if you're not thankful for God's gifts, you should go ahead and take advantage of him by receiving them. Yet that's what he is telling you. God is not like your spinster aunt who taught you a lesson one year when she didn't send a birthday check the year after you didn't send her a thank you note. She was perfectly just in doing so, by the way. However, God knows that in your sinful leprosy, his gifts of grace provide healing and life. Confess your condition, call upon him for mercy, and receive his gifts. And if you still suffer in gratitude, he'll keep giving them anyway. That's who he is. That's who the God is who saves you. And that, that is all the more reason to be thankful. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.